we never decided how we were going to start this. No, we didn't. <laughs> Why are you recording? I don't know. Hey, welcome to Rough Cuts. That's our intro. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> hey, listen. If they if they weren't gonna put any thought into this movie and why they did the movie, I don't need to put any thought into how we're making the recording. I guess <laughs> I think that that's fair. Yeah, we watched Show Dogs. We watched Show Dogs, which is a 2018 movie with a lot of star talent. It is a 2018 movie with a lot of star talent and worse CGI than cop than uh, Karate Dog. I want to call it Cop Dog because Karate Dog is about a cop dog. And Cop Dog is about a ghost dog. And Show Dogs are about cop dogs. I don't get these movies. Yes, and Ghost Dog is about a samurai human. <laughs> yes, and, and Ghost Dog is about a samurai assassin with no dogs in it at all. And Millionaire Dogs is about the worst people imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you really call those twins people? Anyways, we're not talking well, about dog, Show Dogs I'm anymore. The, dog too. The, the twins weren't that bad. The twins were awful. <laughs> They should be villains in a different movie, but the actual heroes were worse than the villains. All right, we're talking about the wrong show. Let's talk about Show Dogs. Okay, so Show Dogs starts off with three CGI pigeons, I guess, which are two workaholics and Kate Micucci making bad bird jokes. It's a bunch of really good actors that are doing a really, really bad movie and don't care about it. Uh, I think they care about their individual parts, but not the movie as a whole. Kind of, yeah. I you can tell that some of the voice actors are like consummate professionals and they just do the best that they can anyways. Yeah. I, I kind of respected the movie for that in some ways in that I'm sure that everybody knew what incredible garbage this is. Because this has a 16% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and that is about 16% well, too high. You say 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, but you forget about the 4.1 on iTunes. Oh, God. It has a 4.1 out of 5 on iTunes. My question is, what does that say about iTunes users? It, it <laughs> says that there are a lot of parents that were like, this got my kid to sit in front of the TV for 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it got us to sit in front of the TV for 115 minutes because we took a break. <laughs> yeah, that's true that's very true but yeah we have these pigeons they're down at the docks and they're talking about like oh the show's about to start kind of thing and then they somehow know that there's like a police op going down and they're watching like their favorite police dog which is this very very cute rottweiler that they feel the need to constantly animate to make not cute yeah uh, pl played by ludicrous yeah and then Ludacris has to save Kung Fu Panda. Yes. From some random white guy. They on have the to dog. Save, yeah, they have to save Jack Black, at which point I said, why would we bother? <laughs> this movie legitimately should have got Jack Black. I will. Oh, it would have been actually great. Like, just get Jack Black to play the Kung Fu Panda, which doesn't have any voice lines in the whole movie. And they could have just gave him Jack Black voice lines, and it would have been great. Yeah. He could have sang. He could have sang tribute at some point, and I would have been happy. the The movie gets good at certain points where they don't care about being as goofy as possible. Like, there's a few moments where, like, yeah. incompetence really brings this movie to the fore. We'll talk about that a little bit later because there's there is a voice actor 
that's not a voice actor that yeah. elevates this movie yeah. in a way that was unexpected. So anyways, we get this op going down. He's going to save the panda. And it immediately is obnoxious in that they have the panda getting stolen. And he's like, don't worry, panda. I'll save you, which I thought was great because yeah. he's speaking English at this baby panda. And it's kind of like, ah, yep, American cop. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, maybe baby panda doesn't speak English? I don't know. Like, maybe it's from another country. It's like it's stolen from the Beijing Zoo. Why would it I mean, that's English? kind of annoying that they're making, like, assumptions about language. But there's also the assumption that humans can understand the dogs, which is very clearly not true about 10 minutes later. Yeah, there's this whole thing where it makes it seem like all of the dogs and the humans are communicating. And then 15 minutes into the film, I yeah. stopped and I'm like, wait, can they not understand the dogs? They made it seem like they can understand the dogs. And you're like, no, I don't think they can. And yeah, and later on, like, it's very clear they, they can't. They waver back and forth on that. Yeah, like... it's really ambiguous. That's true. Like, they're, well, we'll get to some points of that later. So he goes like, oh, I'm going to rescue you, Panda. And he's like, don't worry, I'll get you out of there. And then he sits there and watches as they put- And like, does nothing. They, yeah, they put a cover back over the panda, and then they put the panda in the car, and they start to drive away, and then he's like, all right, it's go time. And it's like, what? What is now go time? Yeah, yeah he says- worst it's possible go time. He says, it's go time. Yeah. He uh. kicks a guy into the water, and he's like, hope you can doggy paddle. <laughs> another dog. It's not a guy. It's another dog. Oh, it's a dog? It's Fuck, another dog. It was another dog. You're thinking that it's a guy, but it was another and, dog. And then, and then he attacks a guy with a really large beard and pulls it off, and it's Will Arnett. Yes. And he's an undercover cop. And the real criminal, who's one of the guys that was helping to put the panda into the van, starts running away. So they chase after him. Yeah, it was Will Arnett, worst undercover cop in the universe, which we will get to later. I mean, to be fair, he makes it really obvious he's an undercover cop. Yeah, well... Like, a lot. <laughs> right now, he makes it obvious because that is a god-awful beard. Like, it is the yeah, most yeah. obvious beard in existence. But it gets more obvious later when every five seconds that he's on screen, he goes, Shh, I'm an undercover FBI agent! To yeah. everybody in the room. Oh, you need to watch out, I'm an undercover cop. Like, he walks into every room and immediately goes, Whoa, 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 I'm an undercover FBI agent. Everybody calm down. And nobody blow my cover. And it's like, what? Yeah. You can't have a cover and constantly scream that you're an FBI agent. It's, ah. Uh... Oh, God. What is this music? I don't know. Why is this Oh music? my god, what? Oh. The CG looks so bad. All of it. <laughs> so, yeah, they go to chase after this car, and it's been this big thing because it's like, oh, you blew my cover, and then they're kind of having a competition as to who can capture the guy. For some reason. One of the criminals. Yeah, like they're they're both like fighting each other and it makes it seem like they know what they're doing. Like they because like the the dog constantly like kicks things in front of Will Arnett to trip him up, and then Will Arnett tries to murder the dog with his car. And I yeah. might think that I'm being overly dramatic, but no, he like power slides his car 
at the dog and the dog jumps over it to get out of the way and like barely survive. Yeah, and he does an action roll over the hood, which is fucking great for a trailer, but not not very good for the movie. No, 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 <laughs> um, no. no. So, so Ludacris Dog eventually catches the criminal by, first of all, the criminal jumps over a fence and is like, ha, can't get me now. Oh, I'm this. over a fence. So then Ludacris says, yeah, you play defense, but I play open the fence. And then the dog just like lifts its weird human paw <laughs> through, the, through the gate and like unlocks it. It's like, shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, he unlocks, <laughs> okay. But the thing that bothers me about this is that he, <laughs> so he opens up the latch on the gate. Yeah. With chains and a lock and yeah. it just falls away like he opens up a latch and then the lock and chains fall off and it's like yeah. that's not how physics work what the hell movie and this is i i've already got to go into this that i wanted to talk about this a little bit that good kids movies what they do is to make adult humor and make it like available to everybody what they do is they don't talk down to the kids as a child, like, you're not that stupid. So, like, a, a good movie like Secret of Nim deals with really adult themes and stuff, but, like, just does it in a very obvious way so that it's not hidden from kids. But they have really dark themes, and they've got, like, lots of things going on, and they just don't talk down to you. They, they make it an actual movie. This movie, the problem is, like, and bad kids movies, they assume that kids are idiots, and so they talk down really bad to them, but then they realize that, oh, wow, adults will especially hate this because it makes a, like, very straightforward plot even stupider because it has to talk down and be condescending the whole time. And so then they're yeah. like, oh, how do we put in adult humor? And what they do is they just make, like, references. So, like, at one point they're like, this is ludicrous. And then they, like, zoom in really hard on ludicrous, like, the Get dog. It. And, like... Like, they make really silly references that just don't make any sense. Like, it's just like, oh, it's a reference. There's no joke. It's just a reference. Or they do super inappropriate, like, dick jokes and things. And it makes it awkward for kids and uncomfortable for adults because you're kind of like, wow, that joke is super inappropriate for a child. And I feel uncomfortable sitting in a theater and listening to this. And it's still not a good joke. So, yeah, it, it kind of does that instead where it talks down this movie does a lot of that yeah exactly it talks down to kids and then makes bad jokes for adults that are just like super raunchy and really inappropriate and don't make sense so yeah like the problem is i mean the problem is the writing yes. but ultimately it comes down to the fact that they don't really understand their audience mm -hmm. or who they're making the movie for or what the movie's about so they try to pad it with like oh crap we need something here right now because the scene sucks uh 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 ludicrous joke bam yeah. next scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they literally end a scene saying and see yes that is a thing that happens yeah. also how's the guy not notice this there's literally a dog barking and see that is that's actually yeah. the next scene essentially yeah. so they they blow the the cover of the guy they don't get the main criminals in the panda they get like yeah. this secondary criminal and then they do this interview scene where like they're will arnett is trying to be both good cop and bad cop and they have the dog in the background behind the glass watching 
for some reason with a bunch of other dogs and the joke it's essentially like a generic interrogation scene there's not really any point to it but the joke is whenever the bad cop shows up it's the rottweiler barking through the i guess one-sided glass but they make it so that you can actually see the dog like they have a button that makes it so that the one-way glass falls away and so that will arnett thinks that he's scaring the criminal but really it's the dog it's ludicrous it is ludicrous though if you really think about it i mean cam 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 it's ludicrous you need to you need to think about it because you get the dog is also voiced I by thought him. about it a lot. Thank you. The movie, the movie made that abundantly <laughs> clear when it did that joke. And it's in this yeah. scene that at the end of it, like all the other dogs that are in the booth with Ludacris, yeah. at the end of it, when he like gets the confession kind of thing, like they learn a little bit about like, oh, they're going to be smuggling dogs and exotic animals through a dog show, dog right? show, because they're show dogs. Yeah. yeah, as plot setup, they go, "Wow, that was a really good job. You did a good acting thing." And he goes and scene and then it ends the scene and it's uh, yeah it's like they couldn't figure this okay this movie has a really hard time with scene transitions so they just do them yeah like a lot they don't really know why you're going scene to scene but they definitely go from scene to scene it just kind (laughs) of happens it kind of stumbles its way through the yeah so they set it up where they're doing all of the smuggling of these exotic animals through a show dog dog show kind of thing in vegas and then they're like okay we'll send will arnett undercover but how will we get him a dog and like the whole point of this movie at this point is they're trying to set up a buddy cop thing right so like the good cop bad cop where the bad cop is apparently ludicrous dog Mm -hmm. i guess so they just have this pointless scene of like hey we're in the police office we need to go deal with this criminal thing oh you have a dog how about we send you with the dog to vegas that sounds smart all right bye and then the scene ends because there's not really a point to the scene other than we need to do cop shit and buddy cop needs to be set up yeah the and that's that's fine much i guess much like the beginning of most of these movies like we always talk about it is in fast forward for the first 10 minutes where it's just like they don't really know how to set things up to actually get like any tension or character development or like establish anything so they just it's almost like a checklist it's just like okay well we need uh we need the two characters to be introduced we need to have a plot reason for it to happen like so it doesn't really follow any kind of flow it's just kind of set scenes that like chunk into each other like they don't have a flow to them which is why they're so clunky at the start because it's just a yeah. checklist of things that have to happen rather than like a natural flow right and that's the real problem at the beginning of this movie is like the transitions get better later on and the movie itself gets much better later on like don't that doesn't mean the movie gets good but it gets better because it's kind of eventually finds a flow like it actually goes rather than just being a checklist of okay well we need to introduce this person we need to introduce this person and then we need to find like a reason for them to go to vegas like it's all very plot convenient and so it's every scene is set up as very plot convenient rather than feeling like it actually flows as a movie the the beginning of this movie feels a lot like somebody wrote a book report like for high school and they're like, well, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And then they just copy-pasted it from a Wikipedia article for, like, half of it. Yeah, like, the script could actually <laughs> read, and then, yeah. and then, like, constantly every scene would yeah. just start with, and then this happens. Like, it, it's that kind of writing. Up until near the end, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, uh, anyway, point being, 
Uh, they enter Ludacris into the dog show, and as they're driving down to Vegas, uh, Will Arnett and Ludacris Dog get into a fight over music, like, I guess, what to play on the radio. So then they split up because they can't obviously work as a partnership because they're both jerks to each other or yeah. something. They have a really weird thing where it's uh, it's that Ludacris wants to listen to hip-hop and Will Arnett wants to listen to... Because he's Ludacris. Yeah. And Will Arnett wants to He's literally to Las Vegas. And at, so I guess th- there's a really internet. I talked about this in the thing and I'm like, I just want to be in the executive thing because I realized that he was a Rottweiler because it's a black dog. And I, they put like very little effort into thinking about what dog. Those I just, I just wanted to be in the meeting with like a bunch of executives that are like, Okay, so we're going to have it be like a... Because they wanted... They kind of yeah. did like a split between it being a buddy cop movie where it's like, ah, ha, ha, it's funny because it's a dog and a guy and it being a black guy and a white guy. So they kind of make like jokes back yeah. and forth in that and it's so awkward and I just want to be... It, it's very rush hour, but like yes, not fun. I want to be in the meeting yeah. though where they're like, what kind of dog should we make ludicrous? And they have to like... Somebody has to go like... Well, it's got to be a black dog, right? Like, I just, I want to hear how they uh, get to that. Yeah. Like, it's so uncomfortable. Because yeah. that's exactly what that is. Like, I, you can just feel it. Because they have that in the movie. Like, it's so obvious. And it just, it kind of hurts my soul. And <laughs> I just, I would love to, like, see all of the, like, writers and stuff, like, awkwardly shuffling papers as they're trying to decide this. Yeah, they're like, oh, ah, what? black dog. What? dogs are black oh. oh god and then they, they go through the yeah list, like, like uh, it just, just exactly it's like yeah. the most uncomfortable awkward thing i can think about and there's the one guy that sees no problem with it right like there's like the one executive that's like well it should be a rottweiler yeah. right like that's a black dog and everybody's like yeah okay sir thank you yep sounds good and it's just oh i want to be in on that board meeting because it's great but they split up, yeah. and Will Arnett goes off to the dog show by himself, and the dog goes to the animal control shelter? Well, sort of, right? Because he goes to the animal control shelter, but that is because he gets a tweaking drug addict dog oh, on God, the street to hand him information yes. about yeah. where a uh, show dog is, because he needs to get information about first how to access the show, as well as how to get information on where the panda yeah. might be. So he he pays off this drug addict street dog with, with some catnip, catnip, which I thought was great because I, it's like I they guess. don't know what it's like. Wait, what's a drug for a dog? And it's like, oh god, we don't know. There's drugs for cats, but yeah. we don't know drugs for dogs. We'll just make it catnip. It's fine. It'll just it'll be cat drugs because that works. <laughs> so that was fucking weird. And then Ludacris just goes up to the animal shelter and turns himself in as a stray so that he can mm-hmm. get in. And then for some reason his human hand paws reappear and he <laughs> he breaks out of the dog jail. Every time they do the human hand up. paw, I love it. I love every scene with human hand paw. And they've done that in a bunch of the movies, but not enough. This yeah. movie has more human hand paw than all of the other movies combined. It's great. It's got like show so- dogs. We got human hand paws. <laughs> like there's the an obvious big puppet box. hand constantly doing things, but I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Oh man, this this movie has fantastic fake puppet yes. dog hands. It's so good. So he meets up with Felipe, which is like a little yapping dog. That is played by 
Stanley Tucci. Yes. He puts so much effort in it. He's really good. I I feel like that that's what we were talking about earlier, where it's like there's a lot of the voice actors, it's like you are consummate professionals. Because man, Stanley Tucci, I didn't realize that it was him. I knew he was in the cast. And I was like, when is he gonna show up? And then later on I looked and I'm like, oh shit, he's been Felipe the whole time, like this French dog. And he's just yeah. great as it. And it's so disappointing because I'm like, man, you didn't need to put that much effort into this movie. It didn't deserve you, Stanley. He did a really good job. Yeah, I can't believe they got Stan Lee to do this movie. Marvel superhero, Stan Lee. Anyway, so <laughs> So yeah. So so they meet up with Felipe, who's like, oh, you cannot be in Dog Show because you have no talent. And then Yeah, and he's in Dog Jail because he He was he oh, was because yeah, he um, bit his mask. Yeah, right? what happened was yeah. he got like his owner got caught like doping him essentially for oh for yeah the, yeah like they like he basically got caught doping and then must have gave him catnip yes. really and then he got mad at the owner because that like ruined his career so he bit his owner and then they sent him to doggy jail for it because he attacked the owner yeah yeah and the owner gets no repercussions for that as we see later which is kind of oh no no actually that owner yeah which was kind of like wow that's a real yeah. dick move probably true of dog shows but a real dick move and then it has Will Arnett going into the dog show, and he's trying to get in, and the bouncer is like, you can't get in without your dog, and he shows him his FBI badge? Like, this is what I mean. He's the worst undercover yeah, I'm undercover. Person. He's like, well, no, but I'm FBI, I'm undercover. In this line on the red carpet with everybody looking, I'm FBI! Hey, everybody, I'm FBI, can you let me in? And, like, yeah, it's <laughs> wild. And, well, here, here's the real question. I don't think they wrote that. I think that's just Will Arnett being an FBI agent. Yeah, I'm Maybe FBI. Will Arnett has been undercover FBI this whole time, and he's actually yeah, just really he's incompetent. He's desperately trying to tell them. Yeah, he's like, no, guys, I can't do this movie. I'm an undercover FBI Like, every agent. movie that he's in, he's like, all right, I'm going to go undercover for the oh, next that's one. great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. Hire him. He's so good at that. No, guys, I'm really You're like, no, FBI. I'm actually an undercover <laughs> FBI agent. Oh, okay, good job, Will Arnett. Let's put you in the next movie. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. And it keeps just, working. It's so fantastic. It he's a bumbling him. idiot in every movie just because he's a really bad FBI agent. <laughs> and um but yeah they're like you can't get in without the dog the the rottweiler randomly shows up like with felipe and then the bouncer's like hey rottweiler is this your human and it nods <laughs> and this is what i mean about like it's super ambiguous it, it constantly flip-flops back and forth as to whether the dogs and humans understand each other it's really strange because it yeah, yeah. He, he, like, nods at the bouncer, and the bouncer's like, okay, fine, you know, use that leash on your dog kind of thing, and then they go in. And, yeah, so then they're back show at the, the dog show, where they absolutely do not understand what a dog show is in this movie. It's amazing. Oh, like, it's the most non-dog show as a dog show ever. It's all weird, like, so they have, like, a catwalk, um, you know, like a fashion show catwalk where they're they're walking out and doing, like, the strut. But, like, all of the owners are in, like, really weird fashion clothes as if, like, the owners matter, which is, that's not what a dog show is. The own, it's not about the owners, it's about the dogs. So there's this whole thing about that. There's, there's all kinds of weirdness like that in here. And it, they're basically going into this party before the dog show in front of, like, Caesar's Palace in Vegas. And Will Arnett yeah. introduces himself to a million different people 
including like at various points he's like oh like i bet you know about exotic animals including at one point like, like oh, oh, i have counterfeited you look bills. shady mm-hmm. i'm an undercover fbi agent you know anything about animals yeah. that is his actual lines and i'm like god this is the worst yeah. but again i don't think he was acting i think he's just talking to the actors it's on so stage good. Like, oh, this is great. Uh, Keep rolling. And eventually you have, <laughs> I actually thought that they, the movie was slightly smarter than I gave it credit for because it has uh, the bad guy show up and he comes in, like the very obvious, he's like, do you know, he's asking about, oh, do you know about exotic animals? And then the person's like, no, and walks away and is angry at him. Like everybody has been. And then you hear from behind him, oh, I know yeah. about exotic animals. Like horrible oh yeah stuff. i read german germans know everything about the oh, exotic yeah? animals oh, yeah. exotic animals like it's that whole oh would you like would you like to meet my little popper oh, or two yeah it actually says <laughs> oh boy yeah they do the really oh, bad God. german oh, for the bad God. guy and I thought that they actually, I was like, oh man, this movie is real dumb that it's going with this. That would have been great if it went that way, though, right? Like, just go I full fucking that Indiana Jones. Been better, but they. Like, if they went full Indiana Jones, uh, melting face. Fair. They should have done that it. Great. They needed to be stupider, actually. We talked about that. Um, and we'll, yeah. we can get to that in a little while. But because they, they kind of have the German guy actually ends up not being a bad guy later on. Like, it's just a, a misunderstanding. He does but, show back up, yeah. You sound like you know the true value of rare animals, Mr. Upstil, is it? Yes. Oh, like no. I say. Oh, God. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you like to come to a little party tomorrow uh, night? <laughs> it's in a warehouse on the outskirts. He's German, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's always the Germans. Honestly, this movie, so there's a couple of problems that have come up in this movie that we haven't entirely talked about. One of the problems is that we're talking about how, like, it needed to be stupider, and I do mean that literally. Like, it would have made a much better movie, and not ironically, like, unironically a better movie. The And it kind of goes with the whole CGI with the dogs, too. In that, so there's a movie called Homeward Bound back in the 90s where they have the dogs going off on an adventure and like there's dogs and a cat and they have to find their way home. And they have the voice actors talk over the dogs, but there's no mouth movement. They just have them talk and it's just dogs. So like, it's just basically their internal monologue and it works. There's nothing wrong with that because it's just cute dogs on screen. That's fine. It's cute dogs doing dog things. And... Then you have other movies, like you were saying, you don't mind the first Scooby-Doo movie, where it feels like full cartoon, right? It's just, this is an animated cartoon animal, and it's not realistic at all, and it's doing weird stuff with humans, and they all understand each other, and it's really goofy, and that's kind of fun. The problem here is, same with Karate Dog, is that they go between the two. So you have cute, normal dog doing dog things. And then it just jumps to bad CGI. And then you have them like the dogs talking, but they feel the need, like they have to animate the mouths. And so it ends up in this weird spot where you don't get, you kind of get the worst of both worlds, right? You get this horrible uncanny valley effect all the time 
where the dogs look awful and weird and not right because they're talking, but they're mostly realistic. And you don't get cute dog because it's got this horrible mouth. So it's not goofy enough because they're real dogs for the most part, just the mouths are animated. It was really, really hard to focus on the cute dog part of the movie because so much of it yeah, is just and it's disgusting. Not goofy, and it's not goofy enough because they're not really animated because no. you can't make them do really wacky things. They have to just be dogs. And so it... Which most of the time they're just standing there shaking. Exactly. And, then and so it just out. ends up not being interesting on either side of it. It's the worst of both worlds. And they just needed to pick a choice, right? Like it, they should have gone full goofy with it yeah. and just been like, okay, like these are basically just animated dogs doing weird shit. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. That would actually make it a much better movie. You could have very animated animals and stuff. It's kind of, and so that's the, one of the problems. The other thing that we haven't really gotten to is that, when they have the dogs talking and humans talking, we had a really hard time understanding anything that went on for the first 30 minutes of this movie. Because the thing was, they had it where every yeah. single time a dog was on screen, they had the dog talking. Like, they couldn't shut up. This movie would not stop talking at you. And when you have humans talking about plot points and dogs talking about plot points, and they're both on screen at the same time, what ends up happening? They just talk over each other, yeah. Yeah, you have four to six people talking all at once over top of each other. And it's like lightning fast dialogue, and half of it is even over top of each other. And it just becomes a blur, and your mind can't parse it all. It was really hard. Like, this party scene was really rough because you had four different dogs on screen and humans talking yeah. in the background, and like party noises and music, and it just became sensory overload instantly where i couldn't understand half of the stuff it's definitely the noise problem like too much of the movie turns into noise at this point where i'm just like i don't even care what's happening anymore yeah. can they just shut when up there was multiple, please yeah, there was a like, lot just for a minute on saying can you shut up like not everything on screen needs to be talking all at once every time that any new dog entered the screen like they didn't have a background dog just walk through Every time a dog went in, no, they were always talking. talk, even for just half a second. And this is where, though, we get the introduction to the best part of the movie. It's a very oh, yeah. brief cameo, and I'm glad they brought it back, because at first I thought it would just be the one thing. They bring in Karma, we find out is the dog's name later. Yeah. Karma the dog, which is like the big shaggy mop dog, the really cute it's a huge mop dog, yeah. yeah. I don't know what breed that is, but like where they can And that dog is just like all zen and into spiritual philosophy quotes. And it's also Shaq. It's also Shaq. And it's voiced by Shaq. And he does not know how to deliver a line. No. Right. He does not know how to deliver a line at all. And they're all the cheesiest, like, oh yes, and Aristotle said. So he's trying to like do the <laughs> like that, and it's so good. It's so good. Real talk, though, I would I want a YouTube video that is just ASMR Shack reading Aristotle quotes. Not I would I would watch that video. <laughs> I I'm not joking. When I did the Namaste, he does that. Like every time no. he, he goes like no, and it's well, Shaq, you I did it way that. better than him though. He does it with like no line delivery at all. He just fucking says it. So good. Well, no, he 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 makes his voice quieter. He whispers. He does like a whisper. Sure. It's so sure. Good. Oh, yeah, so that's the thing. I guess. Hey, hey. You are under arrest. 
Okay, Shaq, I love you. party the party is like the worst fucking part of the movie not even close i hate this fucking party it was there's, there's just noise a bunch of stupid noise there's nothing happening yeah. the whole point is they eventually get ludicrous to go into the dog show yeah i guess that's the whole point yeah. the rest is basically worthless they do like a big montage scene of ludicrous getting a bunch of like I have to keep pointing out it's a dog because I'm I'm imagining Ludacris getting like oh. a bikini wax and that is not not okay in my brain. And they do that so much much, <laughs> much much later, but yeah, that's not that far. That is not that far because they have this huge like bath scene where they're washing the dog and it farts and they put like mask on it and and in that same scene they give him a bikini wax yep. like the dog yep. and it's fucking gross it's real bad. and i don't know why it's a thing and and then right afterwards felipe like is like okay let's go on stage and then fucking dabs and yes felipe does a dab <laughs> at one point which is one of the best parts just before yeah. this when we got into the party scene i do want to point out that we very yeah. seriously discussed just quitting this movie Oh, we were gonna throw the movie away. Yeah, we fuck like do a different movie. Up to that point, we're just gonna we were like, this episode won't be interesting. It's probably not any good. All it is is just noise of six people talking over each other, and most of it doesn't make sense. And thankfully, and then they it got, and then they found a movie. Yeah, then they found a movie. They found a fucking movie. I'm glad that we kept going because the minute that we stopped and when we came back, everything went way better. Like it just instantly changed, did a 180, and became a much better film. Because we had, there was a bit brief scene where um, FBI agent Will Arnett went and talked to a dog groomer that was also an FBI yeah. agent, I guess. That was fucking weird. I don't know why that scene well, existed, just to be honest. I think. And so, also at the dog thing. And so he's supposed to, be, she's supposed to be their contact kind of thing, I guess. And it's because he didn't know where Max, which is ludicrous. He didn't know where Ludacris' dog was, and so he was trying to get a different dog from her to take to the show, and she was like, what the hell are you talking about? You can't just take another dog. You can't steal someone's dog. Yeah, yeah so he meets her at the party, and then she's like, okay, fine, I'll help you out. So, which, it seems like she should, because that's her job as an FBI agent. But <laughs> they, they have, I guess. have that scene, like you said, a, like, a little montage of them doing, getting ready and getting trained by Felipe, and him getting, like, so basically, Max is getting Ludacris is getting trained by Felipe, the French dog, and Will Arnett is to go on stage. Another, yeah, yeah, the dog groomer lady. So they both like learning how to be part of this. So they do that montage. That's fine. They they dab. I'm on board. So so Ludacris starts off with the first part of the dog show, which is the Rottweiler division, yeah. and he has to win best Rottweiler. I do want to mention so in the background though as far as really bad adult humor like we talked about i have a note here that when they're walking backstage to get on stage for the rottweiler portion they have yeah. girl dogs talking and you hear turns out he wasn't neutered anyway oh Just, yeah uh, a little part of myself yeah you know what? They really needed to focus more on those dog balls. Oh, God. There's a lot of dog ball yeah. humor, and apparently there was some that was yeah. cut from the movie. 
I'm not making a neuter joke. I'm not. No, they. I mean, I understand the neuter joke you just made, but they're also <laughs> they 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 cut like this really horrible like sexual harassment portion joke, and I'm kind of glad they did, but we don't have to talk about that anymore because it wasn't in the film, thankfully. End scene. Yes. So end scene, and then it cuts to the next. <laughs> So, so Ludacris is with the Rottweilers. He's like, "Hey, you're dumb, and you're dumb, and you're dumb, and you're dumb. Where were you all born? Oh, wow, they're all brothers." And then another dog on stage is like, "Wow, I think I had a litter at that same place where you were all born." And then all the dogs like just go crazy and start saying hi because they're a family reunited, I guess. And then because Ludacris is the only one who didn't go crazy, he wins by default. Because fuck you, movie. Yeah, that was a really weird coincidence for no reason. What the fuck? The <laughs> weirdest fucking ass poll I've ever seen. Like, and Will Arnett said, oh my like, God. we win? And it's like, yep, you win by default. And it makes it makes zero sense, but it's fine. It's a dumb kids movie. He does, Ludacris makes one of the best worst jokes at this point too. Because as I said, wait, what was Max, it? And they go, uh, you oh, yeah. win this round. And he goes, game, set, max. And, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I loved it. It was great. Like, honestly, though, that the movie needed more of that early on. It needed... Like, more dumb jokes. Yeah, it needed to just be, like, lean full into being humorous. It's okay. Like, yeah, the jokes are stupid. It's a kid's movie. That's fine. Do dumb puns. It's cool. I'm fine with that. Like, they're not good jokes, but it's better than, like, turns out he wasn't neutered anyway. Nobody wants that. That's uncomfortable for adults, and because it, it's just gross, and it's really awkward because you realize you're in a theater full of young kids. So what do you do when little Timmy pulls on your sleeve and goes, what is neutered? Yeah. Mommy? Like, it doesn't work. It's so bad. You you have to sit there. Like, as an adult, I can tell you because I worked with kids for a very long time. Do you ever want to have an uncomfortable conversation about dog balls with I your kid? Because I have a movie for you. Show Dogs! Yeah. Starring Ludacris. I took a lot of kids to movies because I took care of kids for a long time. Like, I was like, uh, a very, very long time of my life. And I can tell you right now, when you're in a movie and they do that joke... What you do is you don't laugh, you start sweating because you go, Oh god, like there's like this, you have like a five second moment where you kind of like slyly look at the kid, like, Shit, did they get yeah, that? like you're hoping very much that they didn't, so you don't have to say anything, right? Like, you're like, You're in sweat, mm. it's like flop sweat instantly because you're like, Oh shit, am I gonna have to have a real awkward conversation about how <laughs> and it's just it sucks it sucks so much it's not funny it's just sweat inducing because you are instantly scared of what might happen with they discover what the joke actually is so yeah they need more stupid puns the stupid puns are fine it's a kids movie it's cool there's no problem with that lean into it being a kids movie just make a kids movie so so the whole point though is they're trying to get the panda so we have to eventually cut back to the panda, and they do. They cut back to one of the bad guys, which is like large Italian man or Australian man. I don't British, know. Definitely. What is it? He's British? Okay. So so they got the guy British, from... and they, he could not be bothered to put on any other accent. No, he didn't fucking care. So they got him to 
make a disgusting sandwich with like sardines and mustard and which is I, great. I need to have the reaction it. gift. It's gross looking. It's gross. Because everybody has bad but, sandwiches in these kids' movies. It's just a kid's movie yeah. trope, I guess. I never really realized that beforehand, but it's every one of these movies. I don't know why that's a joke. Bad sandwich. They apparently kids love the bad sandwich. That's what I'm learning. Or at least yeah. adults think that kids love the bad sandwich. Like what's a kid? Yeah, any any way you slice it, it's a good joke though, yeah. really. Like you don't have to cut corners with that sandwich joke. So anyway. <laughs> Oh god! And to reinforce the Asian trope here, he like cuts it with a katana. Yeah, why? It's so wild. Why? He's obviously British. But the panda escapes. The panda knows how to open latches. This is a setup for later in the film, and they fucking actually did a setup. So bravo, yep. movie! You fucking did something. You tried. So they the panda escapes. Uh, into the floor where Will Arnett is talking to people still at the yeah, dog they do show, a different dog I guess. Show. Even though it's a different it day? Sounds... I don't know how this works. There's a second yeah, party, basically I guess? it seems like every day that they do, like, a portion of the dog show and then a massive party. And then a portion of the dog show and then a massive party. Like, that's... But we're, re- we're introduced to a German guy. Oh, yeah. German. Yeah. <laughs> who walks up to Will Arnett? It's like, hey, Will Arnett, I know you are a hidden, you know, FBI agent who has cool dog. How would you like your dog to stoop my dog? Because it, oh, so yeah. I thought you wanted you wanted dog orgy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want your dog to fuck my dog? You can breed your yeah. dog. Oh, we jump. Oh, that's what I want. Oh, I'm not. I know nothing about panda. I just want you to very creepily fuck my dog. <laughs> Not you, your dog. That's yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it felt like that's what he wanted going, to do, though. Because he does it in a really creepy way. He's definitely going that yeah. way, and it's fucking yeah. weird. But anyway, the Germans are fucking weird and freaky. We're introduced to another dog, which has no purpose. It was like a, a prostitute dog well, or it's something. Just, it's fucking you know, weird. Weird-looking dog that... It's the yeah. the dog that's owned by the German that he's supposed to breed with, which I, I found it was actually really awkward afterwards. I realized that it was voiced by Paul, yeah. so they're going yeah to like homophobic jokes, which is great. I, was uh, it? I didn't even notice yeah. that. It was just fucking Basically, weird. Like, well, just like just that it's like oh, the weird dog that's like just that that is creepy. Sex is RuPaul like that. Yeah, not great. So some drunk woman stumbling around the party picks up the panda and thinks it's her dog. Because there's a panda dog, which is actually cute. Starts walking off with it, and then the Australian guy steals it from her, and she realizes that wasn't her dog anyways, because she sees her real panda dog and takes it home and acts like This is bothering me, because he's very obviously British. Do you not understand the difference between Australian and British? What? Anyway. Put another strip on the bobby, mate. (laughs) Yeah, that's British. What? Thank you. Now you understand a London accent. Okay, I'm glad that we fixed that. So, yes, so he's super British and he goes, Oh, we're gonna, we're fixing to get some shrimps on the Bobby. Let's. Yeah, that's what British people do. And then they go to Outback Steakhouse and they order a fucking onion ring. Like, a blooming onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So now we've got our British guy going off and he goes, Oh, you're gonna give 10 million pounds for this. This here, uh, this here dog. That's not a dog. No, this is a dog. And then he pulls out the panda. panda. And yeah, so it's established that they're selling it off for 10 million pounds. 
And uh, yeah. so I have a question about this scene. If he's selling the panda for 10 million pounds, why later on is the panda with them at a personal propeller plane? Why isn't the owner who bought it for 10 million pounds taking the panda? I'm very confused about this scene. We'll get back to that. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. There's no fucking point. Anyway, we have to go on a doggy date. That's very important that Ludacris and Australian Shepherd Dog, which is the dog of the woman FBI agent. Why didn't... Okay, so she... Actually, I just realized this. I have a really good question. So she's an FBI agent, right? Like, because she knows that he's FBI. Or at least it, it seems like she is. Like, she seems involved somehow. Maybe? He went to her specifically as an FBI agent trying to get this done. So she's an FBI agent that gets dog shows and has a dog, like a prize-winning dog, and can do this whole thing. Yeah. Why didn't she just do the whole op herself? Well, you see, Will Arnett's a man, oh. and women can't do a yeah. man's job. So it, it I think joke, that's actually the reason. That movie does go there. It totally goes there. No, I think that's literally the reason, is that this bumbling fucking idiot is a man, so obviously he yeah, needs to do I, it. I can't disagree, because it actually does what I called the dogzel in distress. Basically, yeah, they go yeah, on a doggy date, yeah. and then she finds out that he's actually they, they do the Princess Peach Because shit. all the pigeons show up from New York and blow his cover, and she's like, I can't believe you used me, and runs off, so they have that whole thing. They go back to the dog show. Oh, they also did that Lady in the Tramp joke during that, though. Where they're both eating a hot dog and then they kiss. Yeah, so yeah. then they go back and they have the actual dog show finale in which our dog loses and the Australian Shepherd... Oh yeah, because they speed run the yes, dog show. They do like really quick montage of everything happening. With like an American gladiator. Yeah, they did a... <laughs> there was a scene of agility where like Max is really good like ludicrous is literally running through the temple he puts the fucking silver monkey head on backwards somehow like they always do and then a temple guard comes out and he swings out of the way and then wins the agility competition it makes yeah, he breaks sense. all the rules and they're just kind of the judges just kind of shrug and go eh, it was rad so i mean like he basically yeah, christ there at the end it's cool like look at that 180 <laughs> he did a 180 flip it's cool then they just let him win anyways but they go to the finale, and he loses, and it ends up that the Australian Shepherd love interest thing wins, and they had decided yes. they needed to win because they were doing the dog show not just as a front for smuggling other animals, but they wanted to steal the prize-winning dog to breed, I guess. They don't really explain any of these things. The plot really doesn't matter. Um, and... Instead, Daisy gets captured then. So, like, this dog gets hit. Like, uh, the owner gets hit over the head, um, and the dog gets stolen. So now we have, like I said, dogs all in distress. Oh, no, we have to rescue this female dog because she can't get out herself. Yeah, that does definitely happen. It's kind of bad. As they're talking about going after them again, the dog catchers show up and grab Max because... He attacked them, right? Like, he attacked the, the bad dog owner, and he got reported. Yeah. And FBI agent, who has been fine, Will Ar- FBI agent Will Arnett, who has constantly screamed, I'm an FBI agent, undercover, don't blow my cover, this whole movie, at the one moment where it would actually be useful to be, I'm FBI, goes like, oh, I can't supersede the Clark County animal. <laughs> Sorry, they have authority here. They had to take him away. So they take the dog catchers are like at least 
they're, they're really we high have, up on the yeah, totem pole. There's a clearly universe. established hierarchy of law enforcement in this universe where the New York Police Department answers to the FBI and the FBI answers to Clark County Animal Control. It's wild. It's so good. And so they take them away. And it, it doesn't matter. It's just like a way to... The whole scene is fucking pointless because they just get the dog back like 20 yeah. seconds later. Oh, we've got anyway. to stay for 24 hours. And then they just, so they just. Uh, I guess it's just so the bad guy can I, get away. Like they I don't know. They just basically do one scene in between where the humans are talking about nonsense. And then they immediately go and pick Max up 24 hours later. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Cause there's, there's a little bit of extra dog show shit, yeah. but it doesn't matter. So after, after the dog napping, uh, ludicrous dog ends up uh, going after the bad guys because they do actually end up catching up to them at some point because the pigeons are now uh, in the sky looking out for them and they reveal their location to ludicrous in order to land the tracking device they swoop down and then kate micucci bless kate micucci gives us the best moment in the whole movie, which is like, hey, I need a moment of silence. Eagle's Claw, go in! Roger, roger, Captain Condor! I thought I was Eagle's Claw! Why wasn't more of the movie Falcon. this, like, CGI goofy Falcon? shit? Falcons ate my entire family! Oh, right. Moment of silence. Oh, thank and God. We're back. You can oh, no, please go back in the silence! <laughs> I was gonna say... Please. Please! Oh god, the moment of silence felt so good. <laughs> and it doesn't. Oh god. It's like oh, that. two seconds. We are blissfully oh. blessed with no animal talking. It's on just screen. quiet. It's just, It's fucking it's quiet. It's incredible how much you realize oh. everybody has just been constantly blaring stuff at you when the movie goes silent for just like a second. Because it's been such a loud and obnoxious movie until this point that when it goes quiet for a moment, it is blissful. Like you said, that was the best adult-oriented thing that they put in the movie. They were like, we realize that your brain is probably yeah. close to melting at this point. Let's just cool that off for a moment. And then they go back in. I, I am super happy about that two seconds of film, to be honest. Goddamn. Um, so after after they, you know track the van uh they find that it's at a uh private airplane like prop propeller hangar and there's a tiger that's been caught there's the panda and then there's of course our doggy in distress the uh australian shepherd dog the uh, i guess the will arnett and ludicrous finally get to the scene they start sneaking in and the dog's like crawling on the floor it's really, which is actually really good this and is then where, the panda once again i just want to say though could you imagine if they had just gone full into it instead of doing any of the cgi stuff yeah if they just said fuck the cgi like this dog great. is actually a really really well-trained dog actor there's a couple of scenes here and there where they have it doing dog things like just as an actual dog and the dog is incredibly well-trained and really cute and it's like doing the little doggy like sneak shuffle on the floor like where it's crouched and it's yeah. so cute it's awesome i can imagine a movie like, that. Like there's bits and pieces of this movie that yes. would have been adorable but they're fucking that, yeah it's just static like, shots of cgi moving their lips well the panda which was set up and i do have to give the movie credit like i said earlier can open latches and opens the latch to the tiger pit 
or tiger cage, I guess. A pit would have been would've fucking been terrifying. But the tiger, the tiger is already terrifying because he sneaks up on our British Australian. No, no, no it's man. just Australian. We have to. Ter- well, no, Brit- <laughs> we just, like, it's just British. We've determined that. He's, he's British. He's like, it's, oh yeah. It's very okay. <laughs> Once again, boys, we have to establish this is a British man. He talks about shrimp on the bobby and going to the outback. If he was Australian, <laughs> we would have him talking about oh a cup of tea. Yeah, like, like he doesn't do person. any of that. He's very yeah. clearly British. So if he does that. The, the tiger walks out, sneaks up on him, and then just, like, slits his throat, and then starts chewing on his corpse. After that... <laughs> it gets real dark at the end, the other bad guy, The other, the other bad guy yep. pulls out a gun and aims it at Will Arnett, who's running away with the panda and stops him. And then the plane behind them just suddenly starts up and starts driving towards them. We're like, who's driving? Who's driving plane? What dog is driving plane? How can this be? (laughs) Because Ludacris dog is driving a plane in a circle, in a circle. So the propeller of the plane terrifyingly is near Will Arnett and our bad guy who is unimportant and probably yeah. has a name. Gabriel Gabriel Gunman? Gunman. Gun, Gunman? Gabriel Gunman. I don't know. Gabriel Gunman. Gunman. Yeah, Gabriel <laughs> Gunman. He's a Gundam. So that would have made this movie so good. Oh my god. Oh. I want to see Will Arnett play <laughs> a Gundam. Yeah. So they eventually don't die to the propeller plane. Yeah, they have like fucking Indiana Jones style, like oh, like inching towards the blade kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then they take down the bad guy. the The shack dog walks up. He's like, "Hey, man, I would help you out, but I am, you know, nonviolent. Pups for peace, you know." And then so- just fucking walks off set. Like this is still dumb. But it's like wacky kids movie shit, and it makes sense as a kids movie. And yeah. If I was eight watching this, I wouldn't be upset. This is actually like a somewhat fun scene. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I can understand like a small child being like, ah, that's funny. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That was a little. uh... Yeah, that was dark. It almost got real gruesome there for a moment. Would that I could Shaq. You know the whole non-violent thing. Pups for peace. Which is fucking great. Shaq is a then... goddamn treasure. He is by far the best support movie. Every time he's on screen, I am I was dying laughing. He's I don't know if it was intentionally it was so hilarious or unintentional, but goddamn, he was fantastic. This movie, this this movie needed the at least ninety percent. Super cute too. Like they picked the right dog for it. It was great. Yeah. The bad guy gets away and gets in the plane after mm-hmm. they take the panda and just flies off with his shaggy dog. And then later on, we see them flying through the air, and the tiger sneaks up from the back of the plane and fucking murders them. And the they plane all die crashes. in a horrible fiery car, uh, a plane crash. Yeah, yeah. just just. Awful. It's such a dark ending to this film. We go back to the hotel. Will Arnett and the doggo uh, Ludacris are like, yeah, dude, we did it. We solved the case. Or did we? There's somebody in the jacuzzi room. Oh, shit. And then they go to the jacuzzi room, and it's the prostitute dog from the German guy who's also undercover and is maybe a bad person. 
and it's the end probably unless there's a RuPaul sequel log works for homeland security homeland. i can't believe rupaul is fucking stopping people <laughs> oh man and they I basically I, they set it up it. they were so confident in this movie they set up for sequels that's exactly what that was definitely they thought show dog <sighs> okay show dog here show dogs too Oh man, Jackier dog. Okay, I think we got through show dogs somehow. Uh, we completely didn't even talk about the zipline scene and the tiger being on a zipline because yeah, none of it fucking matters. But yeah, that's... that's show dogs. I suppose we should. We should. I the dog. actually ask you a question. We are now a few episodes in, more than just rating the dogs because the dog, the dogs in this show are actually quite cute. Yeah. But I want to go a little more meta with it. What is the best dog that we have had in any of the dogs out of all of them? Best dog? Uh, I would say the Satan dog. Yep, I was gonna say it's definitely <laughs> right. So I that dog has so much love, and most of it is for Satan. <laughs> it is just loving Satan, and it's, some of the love is for you. Most of it's for Satan, yeah, but it's mostly good. Satan. It's a good, good dog. And I now the other question is though. And this one's going to be harder to answer. What's the worst dog? Chevy Chase. <laughs> not, not, not the dog he was playing. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is actually a dog. I, yes. I'm sorry. I think that I have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with the uh, circus dog, Belle, from Millionaire Dogs, I think. I, oh, that dog was terrible. She's the worst. Yeah. I hated her. I hated her so much. Yeah. I hated all of I'm going to, as a collective, every dog in Millionaire Dogs is at the absolute bottom. So we could rate Ludicrous Dog, Max, I guess, because there's very little of the actual dog, though. There's like a few scenes where the dog's doing dog things, and the rest of it is all just standing still CGI bullshit, right? I would feel uncomfortable giving a higher than 10 out of 10, though, because there's not that much dog. Although, we do have to give Shack Dog. Shack Dog is Shack like a dog 13 out of 10 Shack Dog almost beat out, for me. Shack Dog almost beat out Greta. Oh my god, Shaq Dog is amazing. And it not just the not just yeah, Shaq the voicing great. the dog, but the dog itself is also really cute. And it's great. There, there are a lot of cute dog scenes in this movie. There are actually a few moments where eventually they once the movie calms down and realizes it doesn't have to have all the dogs talking all the time, and they kind of do some background walking through the dressing room scenes of the dog show they have some really cute background dogs oh man there's some heckin good puppers and even like all the outtakes like pictures of set stuff they show at the end in the credits like the dogs yeah in the credits adorable. they have will Arnett, like just rolling around with dogs. dogs and it's super cute we actually talked about how they got such a star-studded cast and we said they had to have gotten will arnett for just one scene where he's laying in bed curled up with the french dog felipe and max the the ludicrous dog and he's just yeah that was real dogs. Cute. it's just the cutest thing I'm like we needed more of that that would have made the movie so much better and it's super cute to see him with that and like that alone was probably the reason why he did this movie i get to snuggle two cute dogs all right i'm in i'm will arnett we'll do it all right i have a question for you do you want to rate this movie hell no that would be ludicrous <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening to Rough Cuts. Um, we didn't give a shout out to all the people that sub, uh, what well, not sub, but like uh, follow the 
show and follow us on Twitter. We're at retweet Rough Cuts. us. Yeah. yeah, we're at Rough Cuts Cast. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who's been sharing it out. We've just crossed 300 downloads, which is pretty great for a pretty new podcast. So I really appreciate that. We do not spend any money advertising this anywhere. Like we don't really have a budget for that because it's just all our own money. Like we had to buy the movie each ourselves. So we had to spend like $10 buying show dogs, which sucks. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so we really do appreciate it when you actually share this out. It does mean the world to us. We really, really like it uh, when you help us grow because we don't really have any other way besides word of mouth. You just sharing it out on social media or telling a friend that you think might enjoy our wacky, dumb dog show podcast. <laughs> Our, our goofums, our, our goofums. We're gonna have uh, some more guests coming up in the future. We've got some new people coming on and we, we're, we're looking forward to some really good episodes. So we'll see you around for more. And for now, have a good day. Future me forgives past you. <laughs>